Belonging Before Believing, a podcast where the babies are great and sometimes they linger a little longer than they ought to. <laughs> I'm Patrick Mathers, pastor of Grace Baptist Church in Orville, California, and the Sovereign Joy Christian Fellowship in Chico, California. And you are? I'm Nick Roberts, <laughs> member of Sovereign Joy Christian Fellowship and treasurer. And uh, you need no, a title. I'm known by my daughter as uh, the infamous cold toast chef. The cold toast chef. Yeah. Oh, do tell. Uh, the other the other day, a couple weeks ago. Okay. Uh, Evelyn. It was wa- another day. It was another day. Yeah. Evelyn ha- always wants toast in the morning. Toast with butter. That that's what she wants every morning. Sourdough toast. Evelyn with butter. seems like one who knows what yeah. she wants. And the other day, Evelyn was like, "Dad, I want uh, I want toast. Okay. Uh, I want cold toast." <laughs> Explicitly asked for cold toast, <laughs> so I had to get make toast, uh-huh. and then I had to let it sit while uh-huh. she was upset with me because she couldn't eat the toast because she wanted cold toast. Uh-huh. I was like, "Well, I have to let it be cold." And anyways, and then I put butter on it, and it didn't melt, and she loved it. Wow! Yeah, she didn't love. Wait, she loved the not melted butter. Yes. The the butter you try to like, scrape across and it tears up the whole. I think she liked that she could scrape off the butter with her teeth. You and could just give her a spoonful of butter. There's also that. It helps the toast go down, yeah. I hear. <laughs> spoonful of butter. Helps the toast what go down. for breakfast? The toast Dry go toast. down. The toast go down. <laughs> now, why wasn't it. that a Mary Poppins song? You fit, That's way more catchier than the spoonful I, of sugar, I don't think right? it is. A spoonful <laughs> of butter. <laughs> spoonful of butter. <laughs> just some warm butter. And See, Disney didn't know what they were doing. Disney needed us. Did Disney make Mary Poppins? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, it was a book first, though, but they turned it into the... Was it a Disney book? No. Well, maybe Disney bought the rights to it, probably. Well, sure. There's a whole movie on that. Tom Hanks plays Disney, and he's buying the rights to Mary Poppins from the curmudgeon old woman. Curmudgeon, she's not old, but Emma Thompson plays that part, and she is kind of curmudgeon She's not super old, though, and she doesn't want to give him the rights. She thinks she's going to turn it into a farce and... He had to do good by her. Uh, I never saw it. What was it called? Hmm. Okay. Uh, Saving Andy Banks. Because that's the name of the banker who is the same name as her, the woman who wrote the book's dad, I think, if I remember right. Anyways, I think it's Saving Andy Banks. Mr. Banks. Saving Mr. Banks. Mm, okay. Yeah. Figured it out. Yeah. <laughs> Go watch it. You, you'll shed a tear. Will I? Oh, yeah. I don't know about that. Uh, I predict you will. Okay. Yeah. I your brain chemistry it. is going to pop <laughs> and you're going <laughs> to lose it. Shed a tear. Is tear. Are tears a brain chemistry? I don't know. Your, your eyeballs are in your head. There's your brain. They're Squirt right out the tears. Brain. It's <laughs> brain chemistry. <laughs> brain chemistry oozing out your eyes. <laughs> it's your brain sad. <laughs> brain juice. That's what it is. Sometimes you're happy. Like, uh, dude, the other night at Secret Trail, we were, we were laughing so hard, I, dude, I was crying. And yeah. I don't even remember what we were laughing about, but it was so funny. You, me, and Matt over there yeah. at that table. Oh, it was hilarious. I do. You do? No, no, I, I do remember laughing. Yeah. I don't remember what it so was So hard. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, uh, find now myself I'm starting to remember, and I don't want to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, gotta, we got to get back to the podcast here. Um <laughs> Uh, what are we talking about? Uh, what are we talking about? You, you brought up this topic. I had no idea what you were talking no, no, about. You when told me 
Oh, yes, that right, that topic. Yeah. <laughs> I brought it up. You're right. <laughs> Every once in a blue Every moon. Once in a while, yeah, right. yeah. Uh, what, what's it called? Co-sleeping? Uh, co-sleeping. <laughs> oh my Why God. is this even a thing? Why are we talking about this? Why are we talking about, about it? Um, okay. I had never heard of this until you just brought it up before as a topic. And somebody wanted to, us to talk about this, I guess. It's a thing to talk um, about. I guess, is it a thing like, on? first of all, define it. What is okay. it? Because I didn't even know what this was till you mentioned it. I'll do my best to define it. Okay. So co-sleeping is the act of parents intentionally having their kids sleep in their bed and the kids not in their own bed at bedtime for night sleeping. Well, when you say kids, define kids. Uh, from the age of birth to however old, five years old, 10 years old. Could it be 15? I I mean, honestly, I'm not not joking. I mean, what it, is I, there I a, it, a cutoff? I, I have a cutoff. Well, <laughs> okay. I know, but for the people who are the co-sleeping movement. I don't know. W- would they say it's all up to you and your yeah, family? Yes. It is entirely a self-directed decision. Okay. So it could be. Could 50, be. It could be till it, they move out. Could be till they move out. You just have a great big bed. Yes. You have an Alaskan king bed. Have you seen those beds? Uh, I have seen pictures of them, but I I've don't think they one. do justice. Probably not. Until you're there in the yeah. room and go, holy cow, this is Alaska. Yeah. <laughs> Get the name. Yeah. yeah. My parents had a California king, and because they had a waterbed when I was growing up, and the waterbed was so weird of a thing, but I never thought much of it because that's what they had when I was a little kid. I'm I'm starting to learn, Pat. There's a lot people don't catch much of when they're growing up, yeah. such as like sitting in silence. <laughs> <laughs> right. So anyway. Well, I'm an exception. I'm finding out is that we yes. did a lot of things. Probably a lot of families do a lot of things a lot of other families yes, don't do. 100%. We just have, I just happen to talk about mine, I guess. Maybe. That's probably and it. Or you remember it. I don't I remember, remember most it. of my childhood. Um, so when they got rid of the waterbed, the only mattress that would fit in, their, fit in their frame was a California King. So they always had one, and it took up the entire bedroom. Hmm. Like you, there was a little path around, but it was like you had to shuffle sideways. Um, it, it took up the whole room. So the big bed. And I guess... <laughs> Weird as this is good. I might as well make it weird. That's kind of what I do. Lean into it. <laughs> I guess conceivably, my mom, my dad, and me and my brother could have <laughs> slept on that bed. Um, well, big happy family. Yeah, for a while. I mean, there got to a point. I'm a big guy, yeah. and uh, but I wasn't big in high school. I think I was at my most. I was probably about one sixty. But that's pretty muscular. 160. What, like five, six? Five, seven. Five, seven in high yeah. school? Yeah. I'm five, seven still. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nothing's changed. A lot's changed. <laughs> so. So I this know. is co-sleeping. Is yeah, you're yeah. all in the same bed. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I know some people that co-sleep. Um, so my <sighs> personal take is not Can so personal. Oh. This is not intended to be like a... A snarky, silly question. It is, though, and I acknowledge that up front. But d- they only have one kid? Because, I mean, you've got to sleep with your partner to have another kid, and that can get noisy? Um, <laughs> le- uh, I don't know how to answer that. Okay. <laughs> noisy. <laughs> well, I mean, you're going to wake the other kid up. 
Right. Yeah, potentially. Okay. I, I don't I don't So these 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 families though have more than one kid, I'm assuming. Um I would think so. I'm assuming. I would I would assume yeah. some okay. have more than one kid. Okay. Um Okay. So I, I don't know that many families that do this, right? Okay. And I, I have my own view, but if I know none, they're keeping it close to the vest. We just don't have the right friends, Pat. Oh, I have the right friends. <laughs> um so my my view on it is is more uh more my wife's view than my view. <laughs> Not to throw her under the bus. <laughs> uh, That's how a good marriage works. Yeah. Honey, what's my view on this? <laughs> it's a way to avoid conflict. Uh, not that this is, anyways. Um, so we never co-sleeped. <laughs> okay. Yeah, with our kids ever. Okay. There was never a moment where our kid was sleeping habitually in our bed. Okay. So when we first talked about this, so I guess we did. Yes. Because <clears throat> we would have our kids in bed with us probably till they were about like three to six months old. I want to say that time frame, And then we had them in a bassinet next, next to, the to the bed. Yep. And then we moved them to their own bed in their own room. Um, like and I don't remember how old that was, but yeah, we, we gradually moved them on. Yeah. Right. And I think we did that with all our kids. So there were moments like nights where the, the, the baby just would not be quiet without being held. And so I would hold the baby and fall asleep in bed. Um, but that was not our practice, mostly because of fear of smothering, suffocating, that sure. sort of thing, right? And so sure. it was always in the bassinet next to the side of the bed. So we never co-sleeped. Um, other people, though, they have a different approach, like sleeping with the kid in the bed. Mm-hmm. And then they just never transition the baby to the bassinet. And the hmm. baby grows into a toddler and then into a child. And So how is this like a, th- a movement? I'm not sure it's a movement. Uh, I, I, it's got a, well, it's it's got a title. Yes. Do they have a conference or at least Ooh. a breakout session at a conference? I don't know, but I think it would be a breakout session. It's got to so. be a breakout yeah. session somewhere, right? It's got to be. <laughs> <laughs> What's the name of this conference that we have a breakout session for co Oh, probably some homeschool conference. Ooh. Probably some or unschooling conference. I bet it's an unschooling thing. What is unschooling? You you just th- there's no school like you oh, don't okay. take send your kid to school you you don't do any lessons you, you fill out an affidavit with the county that you are homeschooling your kid but then you just let them kind of it's like a Montessori at home so they can go play Montessori there's no schedule to anything right those schools you do whatever you want that day so like you can imagine the math table is pretty barren pretty dusty right yeah whereas the Lego table is just always got the action going right. right. So it's like that. Um, and I know several people who unschool their kids. And I mean, they're, they're fine kids, I guess. I mean, I, I don't know them really, really well. But I mean, it's like the way things were for 10,000 years. Right, right. You know? Um, yeah. So the, the thing with co-sleeping, because like I have, we have our way of doing it, right? And we think it's the right way. This is, this is the right way to do it. And that's kind of, right? Right. Like I was surprised you guys didn't have yeah. your kids in bed with you. And you were probably a little surprised that we did. And well, knowing about co-sleeping, I wasn't that surprised. I mean, I'm okay. not surprised at people. Right, I, right. I'm enlightened. Right. I didn't know this was a thing. Okay. So do you, is, you don't know then, apparently, if there's like a philosophy behind this. Like, I do this because it creates closer bonds with my children. I, I would think that there's a philosophy behind why you would want to do it. I can't imagine why you would want your five-year-old sleeping in your bed. That just sounds terrible. Yeah. And for me, like so, I, I, that would drive me nuts. Okay. So, so Charlotte, my granddaughter, she is seven going on 15. 
No, she's going on 23. <laughs> <laughs> um, she, uh, so she one night got scared at our new house because she woke up and didn't know where she mm-hmm. was. And so she came in and crawled in bed with us. And I was like, I'm out of here. So I went and slept out on the couch. And she thought that was the greatest thing. So now when she comes over, she doesn't like sleeping in her own room. She likes sleeping on, on our bed and so that I sleep on the couch. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, she gets the biggest kick out of And then she comes out in the morning and goes, Pappy, you slept on the couch. And I'm like, yeah, I did. Thanks. And, yep. Yep. <laughs> but, I, you know, yeah. for her. So, <clears throat> but that isn't the same thing as this co-sleeping. We should look it up real quick and... So, so you have friends who do that then? Yeah, and I, I think that they have a uh, there's like a philosophy behind it, right? It like breeds stronger relations with your kids. Uh, but as we were, as you asked the question of how do you make another kid if your kid's sleeping in your bed, I don't have an answer to that. Is co-sleeping controversial? It increases the risk of SIDS and suffocation. Is the first the first thing that comes up right, and that's why that's why we never did it because Melissa was concerned right. about. Okay, so here's the definition: co-sleeping with a child is one who you sleep with a child over one year, one to two years old. Oh, okay. So there's a definition. Uh, until they can feed themselves. As a child gets older, it becomes less risky to close sleep with them. Oh, because of the SIDS. Um, but it is still best for them to sleep on their own. Right. That's like some sort of uh, medical recommendation sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's um, right. parents.com. Okay. And, and I, I, it's my perception that the co-sleeping uh, philosophy is more, uh, uh, I, for lack of a better word, hippie. Yeah. It's like kind of more along those like unschooling, hippie, uh, natural foods. I don't know. Not that any of those things are bad. Just that's, the sort of train of thought yeah and all of these are like is a doctor recommended what are the psychological benefits it's it's all the close proximity of sleep during with children fosters emotional bonding and helps the children feel safe and protected promoting a stronger child parent relationship the consistent physical presence of caregivers can instill a sense of trust emotional security and overall well-being in children and i imagine a pretty spoiled little kid too (laughs) (laughs) you couldn't let them have anything (laughs) those co-sleepers can get all this but well as i'm reading that all i hear is just this little brat who (laughs) (laughs) who uh can't do anything without mommy Uh, i mean this is okay so so i I, what i hear now as we're talking about this is not just a helicopter parent but like i'm gonna have one of those baby carriers and i'm gonna strap my kid on till they're 14 Mm. (laughs) And I'm going to be with them no matter what I got. They have to be so so emotionally. It isn't stable. It's invested in me. Dependent. Yeah. Their their stability requires me to be in their life all the time. And it seems like a very selfish way to parent. Okay. So (laughs) I'm going to get myself in trouble because I don't even know these people. I'm going to push back. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I think the the counter argument, though, is at what point do they need to be dependent? As soon as possible, you start weaning them and start creating them to have a sense of dependence on their own. Right. You, you are independent right. on their own. So does that happen at six months old? Right, right away. You, you want them as soon as possible to start. Um, because why, why not at five? Because the job of a parent isn't to be 
the emotional stability for their entire life. Mm-hmm. It's to give them a sense of security for now so that as they get older, what, you, what I'm trying to do is get them to be um, independent of me. That the stability I create when they're young creates an independence for them to be stable in the future on their own. So I want to right away be teaching them things and teaching them that you are going to be competent on your own. You want to uh, send your kids off into the world. And part of the way we train them and prepare them is we um, educate them, but we train them also spiritually at home. We train them, um, you know, how to... Yeah, I've trained my kids how to fix a tire. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and like, hey, good thing a tire popped right now. Get out, kids. Let me show you how to do this, yep. you know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so I've was, and I think a good parenting right from day one tries to do that. You know, so you have the kid next to you as you're working on the car, banging on nails. He's not helping dad with the car. Right. But he thinks he is. And you're creating a sense where you can do this. You're, I'm already teaching and instilling you're competent to do what I'm doing. Just you're helping right now. So there are moments in life where you can leverage that instance to teach your kid a lesson, making them less dependent on you. Yes. Right. And there are probably lots of moments like that. Yeah. Right. Some people choose a moment like changing a tire. Some people choose making your own lunch for school. Right. Sure. Right. Like, Like there are some parents, they just make their kids lunch. And their kid doesn't make it until right. they're however old they are, right? At some right. point, their kid will make their own lunch, right? But they just, they don't see making the lunch as the point of contention for that thing. So why is sleeping that way, right? Like some right. people don't teach their kid to right. change a tire. Right. So, you know, a lot of people probably don't. But I think that um, an, to another pushback that I thought of while you were talking would be, well, <laughs> biblically... It didn't the family stay together? I mean, sure. pretty much they were always together doing everything. And what what did you learn? You know, Jesus even learned carpentry from his from his father, presumably, mm-hmm. uh, from Joseph. And so, if that's the you know the the John John and James, they learned to be fishermen. Well, how were how do they? Well, the Bible says that they were a prominent fisherman family. They had access to the high priest because um, they're families were so well connected as fishermen they were all fishermen so if they were all doing the same thing and learning the things from their father so wouldn't that be something that we would look at and go well that's uh, isn't that the what we're saying too we're Mm -hmm. just starting with sleeping and going all the way through maybe perhaps it sounds like at least it's the cursory reading that i've done this all of life and i'd say well there certainly is value to that in a society where you are not going to move where you you are where you are and you're going to spend your whole entire life on this farm and you know but but that's not the way the world is anymore well do we want to be like the world well kind of yes in a way we do Uh, paul said that you need to be in the world Mm -hmm. just not of the world Mm -hmm. um so yeah there's absolutely a part of us that needs to be in the world and so to do that we need to be taught how the world works how the world functions um not just you know, here's how our farm works. And so let's all go to bed tonight in our Alaskan king. <laughs> right. And well, that's the, I guess that's the, I feel like almost these hypothetical people arguing are talking past each other because then the co-sleeper advocate would say like, so not sleeping with my kids is the way I help them be in the world and not of the world. That's uh, a start. But why? 
Well, because you're already training them to be independent of you. And that's right. in, in this I, world, if you're going to function, if you're living, yeah. uh, let's say we're, we're in yeah. Northern California, right? I grew up in Southern California. Um, so I've been a Californian my whole life, right? To, to live basic in California, you need to have a sense in how California functions, right? And, and I don't need my, my mom, you know, with me all the time, you know, telling me everything that's going on, you know? Right. I mean, she drove me around and stuff when I was a little kid and, you know, took me places and stuff. But she taught me early, and I'm getting anecdotal, I know, but, um, but she did teach me early on how to function in, in the city, where we lived and don't cross this street unless you've looked a thousand times right. both ways you know these other streets are fine watch out for this person you know my dad taught me you know when a dog's chasing you you know what to do yeah <laughs> i mean just silly little things like that but um but those things helped me function in the world and i think it begins with i in my own mind am preparing you for life mm-hmm. i'm not prepared i don't I'm not preparing you to live with me, right? There's a need you have to live your life independent of me. And sleeping Begi- is one of is the, the first be- steps. It's the beginning of that, yeah. 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 And so you're teaching them right away because, l- the again, I'm going to cause a problem with what I'm about to say here, but yeah. w- w- when have I been uh, hesitant to avoid controversy? Never. Well, once or twice I have been, but not right now. Um, it seems very selfish. It seems like very selfish on the parents' part. Like I need to be in your life this much and mm-hmm. I need you in my life this much. And what that's going to do is communicate to the child a sense of selfishness. I need my parents. I, I need them here with me. It creates a de- an unhealthy, I think, spiritually and emotional dependence right. upon each other. Um, so, okay. So think, think about this. Uh this, this or that sort of situation where um, you have a child like my, my oldest wants to sleep in our bed with us. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying, no, you mm-hmm. need to sleep in your own bed yeah. because you have your own bed and mommy and daddy have their bed. Yeah. Uh, the opposite of that, though, is a child that is sleeping with you and the child wants to sleep in his own bed or his or her own bed. And you say, no, you need to sleep with mom and dad, mm-hmm. in which case that would kind of be a selfish attitude for the parent to say, no, you need to sleep with us. But I think the intent behind the parent wanting the child to sleep with them is so that way they have a, it's according to that, whatever that page that you were reading, they have a close emotional bond so that they could encourage them in all these other things, like making their own lunch, changing the tire, getting themselves dressed, uh, potty training, right? Mm-hmm. I, I am thinking that the co-sleeping parent uses co-sleeping as a way to build their relationship for those other things i don't know if that's really their thinking but well no that's probably the words that they use in their head yeah um to justify it but have you ever met a single uh, kid who's just like the only child an only child yeah they are generally speaking not not all you know uh, they're they're generally speaking a controversial topic right now. Much more, um, much more dependent on their parents. They're much more selfish. Mm. They're much more clingy and needy, um, and uh, emotionally under underdeveloped. <laughs> <laughs> for all the listeners that are single childs. No, I, I know, I know, yeah, I yeah. know, and 
and and I know like Brian and Rachel, they have uh-huh. Zoe. Uh-huh. She's not Zoe's not like that. Right. But in my opinion, she's the exception to the to what sure. I've seen. Sure. Um seen happen in the past you, there's all those things right. on reels and tiktok where it's like the first kid is like all perfect and nice and the second kid's like just throwing caution to the wind and the third kid is just a rebel just yeah. lawless That's individual you know yeah and and you know we all laugh at that but the reason we laugh at that is because there's some truth to that oh yeah and when there's multiple kids that um selfishness and dependence upon the family i think breaks down um, I shouldn't say dependence on the family, dependence upon my parents being in my life so that I'm emotionally stable. I want them in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I love to have my parents in my life, but I don't think that when they weren't in my life all the time that I was therefore unemotionally stable. Mm-hmm. But, um, but again, that's, uh, we're, we're talking very anecdotally yeah. here. Um, I'm not a psychologist. Um, so it, it's, it's just, I'm speaking from my own pastoral experience of you know having been around a lot of families and a lot of kids and a lot of this and that um and so I, i'm sure there's good people who what's it called co-sleep <laughs> I'm sure there's lots of good people and people who i would go be very surprised oh you guys seem normal to do this <laughs> <laughs> it seems like that this can't be just like a single issue thing, you know, that this goes with a whole list of other things that are going on in the family, which is why I make that uh, joke yes. about how, oh, you seem so normal, is that it, it, it seems like that there wouldn't be just somebody who in every other way is like just like living a normal life. And then all of a sudden this one thing arrests their attention and they're like, I've got to sleep this with my it. kids till yeah. they're 10, you know, yeah. and but every it, everything else. No, there's a whole bunch. This is. Oh, gosh, I'm going to oh, really step no, in here. Gonna, this is a symptom of a bigger problem. <laughs> Maybe not a problem. Problems too strong. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe you know, I can't believe I'm saying these things. Yeah. You just say words, Pat. It's fine. I, do. I forgive I do. you. I don't know if co-sleepers forgive you, but I don't know any. So I don't care. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Well, I guess I'll find out if I do. Yeah, if they listen to this. I, I don't know. It's uh, uh, I've talked to people about co-sleeping before, and the response is uh, so usually the same of just like, what? Like around dinner? Like, what? you have your friend. I mean, I'm not asking who this is, but it's like, you, you're like, what? No. Oh, how, uh, does, how in the world does this come up? Oh, I just ask people. Because like, they have kids. Do you co-sleep? And then I you ask, ask you, that. Yeah. What? Yeah. What? Okay. Because they have like a six-month-old or okay. a one-year-old. And I'm like, oh, do you guys co-sleep? And they're all have newborns and their wives just scour the internet because they're anxious about everything. Not right, right. say all women are anxious about you. That's just No, we had what to yeah. expect when you're expecting. Yeah, Everybody like, yeah, read that book back so, like, when we had our these, kids because there was no internet. There's these just uh, this lingo of words out. And so co-sleeping is one of them that oh. you just see on blogs. Yeah, and I've never like heard that. of yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and so I asked people like, Oh, do you co-sleep? And like, Oh no, I mean now we have a bath and I sleep bed or whatever it is. Or, Oh yeah, we did for like a couple of months. And then I told my wife, no. Um, yeah, there was this guy I worked with uh, a long time ago and his, I think it was a girlfriend. They weren't married, but his girlfriend, um, wanted to co-sleep with their boy. Okay. And it, the boy was getting to be like a year and a half. And he was like, dude, I'm like up to here. 
I am so tired of this kid in the bed. He has got to go. And then it was like six months later, he finally got the kid out of the bed. But it was like a mirror. A Two huge, years old. Yeah. Okay. Long time. Okay. And he was not on board with it, but she was just super anxious about having the kid sleep by himself. Why? I mean, it's the same reason to be anxious about sleeping with the kid when they're a month old and the bed is like suffocating or needing something or climbing out of the crib now. I mean, like at, at, at each stage, there's always something to be fearful about, right? So yeah. it's like, oh, at one year old, you're going to put him in a crib. Life like, is scary. Yeah, exactly. That's the, yeah. And yeah. I, I don't, maybe that's a... a so jumping with both feet. <laughs> so maybe that, maybe that's a... And I don't, I don't know. I don't want to draw conclusions based on my own perception of co-sleepers, but like at some point, they've got to be on their own. Yeah. And at, at every point in which they could be on their own, there's always a reason to keep them in. Always. Right. And so... Security is a myth. Yeah. Security is a myth. It's an illusion. It is. And it sounds like that's what this whole movement... Yeah. Opinion, thought process... You have uh, something from about. Scripture? Oh, I was looking for... I couldn't find it when we were talking in the beginning of this, but I was thinking I can think of at least two places where it's not weird that people are sleeping... Like that, um, Jesus gives this parable of a guy who he has friends come over and it sounds like in the middle of the night and hospitality was a part of their culture in a way different way than it is in our culture. And so he goes next door and starts banging on his neighbor's door saying, hey, some neighbors, some uh, friends of mine came on a trip and I got to feed them. We get up and give me some food. And the guy's like, no, we're all in bed. My family's all and they're all sleeping together. It sounds like, mm-hmm. um, no, we're all in bed. Uh, Scram will take care of it in the morning. And he keeps on banging, and it's because of his persistence of banging on the door, the guy will get up and finally reluctantly give him bread. And uh, uh, Jesus likens that to prayer, where he says that your prayer should be like that, like a consistent, uh. you know, banging, even though for, so the illustration isn't anything to do with sleeping, but he uses that as a common, and so it sounds like it's a common thing right. that just uh, families, you think about that in, in a, like a one or two-room little house, that that probably would be what you'd have to do. Yeah. Is, or at least you'd all be in the same room sleeping. Um, well, it's not like they had homes, single-family homes like we do now. Right. Right? I mean, there were places, but it's not like they had carpet. Right. No, and then it, like was, it wasn't like we have now. Yeah. Right. I mean, my house is huge just compared to all the other houses I've lived in. Right. You know, um, it's not huge by most people's standards, I wouldn't think, but um, we we could have lots of people sleep at our place, mm-hmm. and you know our bedroom's big enough that you know we probably at one point could have had the kids all sleep in the same <laughs> room, I guess, but um, we never did that. So I don't know. Maybe I'm just foolish in responding. I I to this in a way that is <laughs> foolish because I'd never heard of this before and it sounds weird. Well. <laughs> Good. I'm glad you're entertained. <laughs> yeah. I sound very American, very Californian yes. in my response. Right. Yeah. And yeah. I try to uh, uh, make myself realize like that I, I live in my own bubble and there are people do all sorts of things that I don't understand and don't like. And so maybe that's just, it's just I just I'm just ignorant. Yeah. But I li- well, I live in my bubble, and I love to judge people outside. Of my bubble. Yeah, that we all love to judge. <laughs> we people. all do that. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I do think, regardless, like I, I still can't get away from what you have already said, with just like at some point you, you gotta break it, right? Yeah. And yeah. sleeping, is is a pretty like 
simple, primal, uh, foundational, uh, it's, it's like one of your very first ability. Like, it seems very American, but like sleep training, like the ability for your kid to sleep, go to sleep when you want them to sleep and sleep when you want, like it takes a skill. Like a 20 year old or 18 year old or some uh, teenage in college or high school, um, you can't stay up all night and be successful. You have to go to sleep. And so some people with bad habits won't have a sleep schedule and they don't, like, they don't have any independence of taking control of their lives and sleep training to me seems like one of those ways where you're training, training your child to take control. So that way they can then have a successful next day and not break down. And a thought I had tantrums. right now, while you're talking about that is you're, you're, I, I'm going to take it a different route. Obviously as a pastor, I should do this, that, um, when you're talking about somebody in college, you know, needing to be independent and needing to be stable and not, you know, still emotionally invested to mama's bed, you know, kind of thing, um, is that we want to teach our kids to have their own faith, right? They are, our children aren't saved because we are, right? Mm-hmm. And um, this is where Baptists come out is, <laughs> is that we don't believe that our children are, are therefore under the new covenant simply because they are our children, and that they need to believe, repent, and be baptized uh, for their faith on their own. And this, it's one of the ways that we create this independence, I think. It begins with sleeping, but it also, theref- it, that's going to develop later on to all kinds of other things, including their faith. They need to believe and trust in the, in the Lord Jesus Christ on their own. They're not saved because of my faith. Right. And there's lots of things that seem interconnected to co-sleeping just as I'm mulling it over in my head, that create a dependence upon the parent in a way that probably isn't going to lead for uh, some level of success down the road. Or they're going to have to completely unlearn certain things and relearn certain things. And, uh, you know, sooner or later they're going to be confronted with the world, out in the world. And um, if they're trained and taught early on, and I think beginning with sleeping, um, they're going to be able to not only function and be more successful in the world, but also therefore be able to stand against the world when the world confronts them with something right. that they're going to have their own faith, not having to rely on the faith of their parents. Right. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of, uh, a lot of avenues with our own view of co-sleeping where we can just say like, yeah, this is, this is a reason why it's bad. This is a reason why it's bad. This is a reason. And, I am reacting that way negatively, and yes. there's there there there's for sure positives to it too. I'm sure. Right, but even as I'm thinking through the positives, as as you were talking, I was thinking, well, like all the positive examples for co-sleeping, in in my mind, and just being a um, abrasive individual, are just touchy feely. Uh, but I'm not touchy feely when it comes to the food my kid wants to eat. Like, I, <laughs> sorry, you're not having mac and cheese every night, or whatever it is. Yeah, like, you can't have another fruit snack. <laughs> Like you need to actually have some meat or have something of sus- sustenance. Yeah. Um, and I'm not touchy feely yeah. about it. It's like then you go, then you then you starve. Sorry, kid. Yeah. Um, but then for co- then the for sleeping, like there's this kind of movement of like, well, but it fosters the relation. I don't know. Yeah. So that's kind of where my mind goes of why we don't co sleep in my mind. Well, there are lots of things that are modern that. Um, we can look at and go, well, this is the way things have always been done. Like d- people who become football families, 
and they're just always every weekend at their kids' football games, no matter what. They're at their football practice. That's it becomes their life. Right. Is that their kids, whatever their interests are, desires become their life, and this seems like another extension of that. Is that I I need this in order to uh, have my kid be a part of my life, and um, maybe that isn't true. Just like I, I'm, I don't like football parents who. Won't go to church Sunday because hey, that's the day where our kids play football. It's right. Like, well, there, there's where where you're worshiping. Yeah. There's your altar, oh. and there are a lot of people who worship their families. Right. And which is kind of why my mind went to you know uh, certain elements of the Christian community, like homeschooling and unschooling. Um, that they, they, there seems to be a tendency of family worship, and having been homeschooled, my kids and been a part of that <coughs> community have seen it. Uh, lots of times, and so th- this would be another way that I could see that yeah. coming out in some people. But again, I'm I'm speaking of the negatives, and I guess there's some positives. Like you know, it's kind of fun. I guess it, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I mean, for a moment, and yeah. it's cute, and you can roll over and go, "Oh, they're adorable." Right. But again, that's very me-centered. So I I th- like uh, I think you already talked about it too. With this is my last thought on co-sleeping. Uh, you mentioned that it's uh, if there were to be some sort of event of this topic, it would be a breakout session, right? <laughs> and, yeah. and so I think that people don't stumble across co-sleeping in a vacuum and think, oh, this is a good idea. I think most people stumble across it because there, there are so many things that we kind of have as like Americanisms, just like the way we do life that are not good. Like um, one of them being uh, like cereal for breakfast, a sandwich for lunch and pasta for dinner. <laughs> it's like, like I, we don't need bread for every meal, but like, I don't, that's just like, yeah, that's the staple American diet. It's right. just like, right. that's so what many, I grew up on. Right. Yeah. Um, and so when you look at some of, some, some of these uh, cultural things that we have in America, you can quickly see through like the, the facade of it and be like, okay, there's gotta be something else. And so as you're looking for something else, you come along with like holistic medicine or uh, like non GMO foods or whatever you have that is giving you some sort of anchor to how to raise a healthy family and co-sleeping just kind of Trojan horses its way in there. Mm-hmm. Not to say that it is the thing that will destroy your life, right? It's right. not an actual right. Trojan horse, but right. it's just, uh, it's along for the ride. And so, um, you can see, uh, culturally kids being more disrespectful at a younger age and more belligerent and less structure in the family, but it's not a result of not co-sleeping, but co-sleeping proposes to be like a solution of nurturing those relationships. That your kids yeah, behave. Yeah. Anyways, that's my last thought on <coughs> no, that's co-sleeping. probably right. But, and, and, you know, people are gullible. Um, and when an idea comes along that seems novel or or new, it's like it, there's something compelling about it. Or even better, hmm. it it um, connects back to oh, what yeah, things yeah. used to be. Yeah, it's yeah. saying that this is the way we've always been, and yeah. our modern society is weird now. Let's go back to the yeah. way we used we to co-sleep be. We co-sleep yeah, yeah. and we're on the paleo diet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. I hope none of my co-sleeping friends think I'm a, a bad person. I'm pretty sure people think I'm a bad person, and I'm. That's okay. Yeah, it's fine. Anyways, wrapped up this episode. 
And uh, boy, I didn't think we'd get a whole episode out of that. We did almost yeah. forty minutes. Oh, Jiminy Cricket! Yeah, we talked about other things. It, <laughs> it ties into laughs along and, uh, the way. Yeah. Um, and I hope, I, I hope you were um, uh, informed uh, in that you enjoyed this and laughed a lot. And I hope you were offended a little bit too along the way. And um, that's okay because that's part of being a family. <laughs> All those <laughs> things come along with it. So we're glad you're here with us, and just remember, we believe that you belong. <laughs>